Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words with me, your host, Kevin Treasure, author of The Power of Words and Winner's Mentality. Our aim is to help people win in life through the power of their words. You are born to win. Two. This is millions of people, only two, saw the promise of God. So when I look at that equation and I see how many people God has brought out of sin, brought out of bondage. Our names are in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. God has a good plan for us in this life. In this life. What is the percentage of people that really go on and do what God has called them to do? It's something that we need to pause and think about and really ask ourselves. Out of all the people that say that they are Christians, amen, that name the name of Christ, how many of us really get to turn the world upside down? How many of us leave a mark in our generation? How many of us touch the lives of millions and bring thousands and hundreds and millions of people into the kingdom of God? How many really can affect their generation in the way that we're supposed to. Yes, we're saved by grace through faith, but I'm said there's work to do in this life. Out of that generation, only two saw the promise of God in the land of the living. I've made up my mind, I must see the promise of God in the land of the living. I was born to do the will of God and you were born to do the will of him that sent you. And in this year, you've got to make up your mind that come hell or high water, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. I'm going to finish my course of joy and I'm going to finish strong and I'm going to finish well. You've got to make up your mind to say, for God I live and for God I die. Amen. I will take on the giants and I'm going to get what's mine. God has more for me in this life. I'm not satisfied with where I am. There's more. As long as people are falling into hell, I am not pleased least amen i've got work to do you've got work to do christians we've got work to do and we must save the lost amen we've got to pull people out of the darkness bring them into his marvelous light preach this gospel demonstrate his power let people know that jesus still heals today delivers today and set the captives free today we've got work to do and the bible says because they didn't believe him he said none of them are going to see my glory none of them are going to see my promise and the Lord spake in verse 26, Numbers 14, 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear this evil congregation? He calls unbelief evil. When you do not believe God, he calls it evil. And when the people don't be- believe God, he calls them a congregation. When the church doesn't believe God, he calls them evil. When the people don't believe God, he calls, How long shall I bear this evil which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurs of the children of Israel which they murmur against me. And if you read the the story and the chronology of the children of Israel, they were experts at murmuring. (laughs) I said they they were qualified a murmuring against God, a murmuring against Moses, a murmuring against Aaron. Read read the whole chronology of from the time they came out. Amen. They they were experts against murmuring. And murmuring simply means spend another night. Spend another. The longer you murmur in your situation, it's the longer you're going to stay there. But if you just learn to be thankful and rejoice, amen, and give God the glory and give God the praise, even in your most difficult situation, God can speed up the process. Some of us have been in a situation a long time. Why? Because we've been murmuring about the situation. And I tell people, murmuring never changes things. Murmuring just lets you spend another night. But the minute you begin to rejoice and be glad, amen, and sing praises unto the Lord. Listen, Paul and Silas spent one night 
And it didn't even get to midnight before the chains were broken, before the earthquake came. They sang praises and they prayed. And the Bible says they didn't even get to 1 a.m. They didn't even get to 2 a.m. The Bible says at midnight, oh my God, at midnight. So God is saying, well, I can turn this around before morning. I can turn your situation around before the morning. The Bible says at midnight there was an earthquake. And everybody, and it was, I tell people it was a supernatural earthquake. Because we've seen earthquakes and people die in earthquakes. But this earthquake was so supernatural, it just released all the prisoners and everybody lived. It just released prisoners. So that was a supernatural earthquake brought about by people's obedience to God, by praising God in this situation, being thankful into their situation, showing gratitude to God in their situation, knowing that if God can bring me to it, then God can bring me through it. Oh my God, I'm encouraging myself that if God can bring me to it, then God can bring us through it. Amen. But the Bible said he heard their murmurs. He heard them. And the Bible says, say, and this is the key here. This is where I'm, this is where I am. 28. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do unto you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number, from 20 years old and upwards which have murmured against me, doubtless you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to you to make you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Nephihan, and Joshua, the son of Nun. But your little ones, which you said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and you shall know that the land that you have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness. 28, and that's key. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, what you said, as you have spoken in my ears, that's what I'm going to do unto you. You spoke that in my ears, God told them what they spoke in his ears, that is what they were going to get. It wasn't what God spoke, but what they spoke. They spoke of dying in the wilderness, that's what they believe, that's what they confess, that's exactly what they got. Out of a nation of people that came out of slavery with a promise of their own land, flown of milk and honey, only two of them would step foot into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb. He said, what you have spoken. So what you've got to ask yourself now is, what have I been speaking in the ears of the Lord? What have I been speaking in the ears of the Lord? What have I been saying to the Lord? What have I been confessing with my mouth? I have daily confessions that I speak all the time. That I'm available on um, all social medias. It's called Daily Confessions. I just like to go on um, YouTube channel. Just, just to confess the word of God. Help people confess the word. I've got healing confessions. I'm a confession and prosperity. Confessions. I believe in confessing of God's word. Some people have a promise with it. Have a problem with it. Call it, name it and claim it. And say, oh, that does, that's not biblical. Well, well Proverbs 18, 21 is, is definitely biblical. Death and life and the power of the tongue. Mark 11, 22, 23, that's biblical, amen. Amen. You shall decree a thing, you shall come to but These are all biblical, amen. If Jesus cursed fig trees, spoke to dead people, spoke to sicknesses, spoke to demons, amen. Jesus even raised the dead by the power of his words. He cast out spirits with his word, amen. He sent his word and healed our disease. Listen to me, I speak to everything. I speak to my bank book. I speak to everything. I speak. Words have power. God did not do nothing in this world until we spoke it. Read the book of Genesis and God said, and God said, and God said, amen. As soon as God said, things happened. I'm made in the image of God just like yourself. So I'm going to operate just like God. Amen. If you have a problem with that, good luck to you. 
but this is where I've been taught and this is what I do. I confess God's word. He told Joshua, this book of the law, if this done this, if the Lord done this for Joshua, how much more that we have in the full gospel, amen? The New Testament and the Old Testament, we have the fullness of everything, knowing that Jesus Christ has been made manifest, died and rose again, is alive forevermore, and we're under new covenant with better promises and better covenant. How much more? If God told Joshua under the law, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, and observe to do for then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success if god told joshua that about the law how much more we know that we're living under a new covenant through the blood of jesus christ the bible says that god himself said as surely as you've spoken in my ears that's what i'm going to do unto you so we've got to make sure that we're speaking positive we've got to make sure we're speaking god's word don't don't confess the negative whatever you do please god's people do not confess the negative amen i'm just teaching today i just want to teach and just really because this is my heartbeat that my heartbeat is the power of words and i've got some minutes winners mentality points just to share with you winners know that to achieve their goals they're going to have to be different i'm going to say that again winners know that to achieve their goals they're going to have to be different numbers 14 23 and 24 surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit within me and followed me fully. You see, Caleb was different. Some people want to be like everyone else. From the time I was a child, a youth, I always knew I was different. And you got to know that you're different. So winners know to achieve their goals, they're going to have to be different. Winners know that 70, 80, and 90% obedience just won't do. God desires 100% obedience from us in our lives. The children of Israel came, they saw, and they feared and doubted the promises of God. They listened to the wrong words or the wrong voice, which got them the wrong result. I'm going to say that. They listened to the wrong words or the wrong voice, which got them the wrong result. Wandering around the wilderness for 40 years and eventually dying there was not God's intended plan for the children of Israel. Winners know that 70, 80 and 90% obedience just will not do. 10 men's report affected a congregation of over 2-3 million people. Now if 10 men can affect 2 million, then one person can destroy your business, damage your family, negatively affect your church and destroy your dream and everything you've worked hard for. Sometimes the closest to you are capable of inflicting the deepest wounds, i.e. David, Absalom, Amen, Paul, Demas, Jesus, had a Judas, Samson, had a Delilah. So you've got to be careful. Amen. Winners know, next minute, winners mentality point. Winners know that sometimes the top man is not always the right man. I'm going to say that again. You may not like this. Some winners know that sometimes the top man is not always the right man. Moses sent out 12 leaders, one from each tribe. It was the leaders that brought back an evil report. Some people hire family members and friends for their business or organization without vetting them, interviewing them, or even considering whether they are fit for the role. The individual sometimes does not possess the right character, personality, or capability or know-how to accomplish the work that they've been assigned to do. And these situations become a little more disastrous if the person has been given a management position. 
When leaders follow this route, they create a handicap for their business and have moved their organization one step closer to financial suicide. In this situation, Moses sent out 12 leaders. Two of them believed God, 10 of them had total unbelief. So you've got to be careful that sometimes the top man is not always the right man. So you've got to be careful whoever's in charge. Is this man supposed to be there? Is this man qualified to be there? Is this man chosen to be there? Forget qualifications because God is the one that qualifies us. But is this man chosen to be there? These things you have to ask yourself in any organization, any ministry, amen, in any situation in business. You've got to ask yourself, is this the right man for the job? Winners know that one wrong person can destroy their life's work. I'm going to say that again. Winners know that one wrong person can destroy their life's work. So you've got to be careful who you have around you. Some people have people around them and they know that they're not right for them, but they still hang around them. I speak to many young people and I say, hey, you see that guy there? Yeah, he doesn't mean you well. I, I, I know you don't want to hear it, but listen, you've got to, see, you've got to change your company. And 365 days later, I hear that same person's in prison. Why? Because of the same company they were with. You've got to be careful who you keep company with. There used to be an old saying, show me your company and I'll tell you who you are. So you've got to be careful who you keep company with. One wrong person can destroy your life's work. Winners know the dangers of doubting God's promises. Numbers 14, 36, 37. And the men which Moses sent to search out the land who returned and made all the congregation murmur against him by bringing up slander upon the land. Even those men that did bring up the evil report of the land died by the plague before the Lord. Winners know the dangers of unbelief. Those 10 that didn't believe the Lord, they died of a plague. God made sure I'm wiping out unbelief. Where God wants to bring us, God has to wipe out all unbelief. I'm going to say that again. Where God wants to bring you, he has to wipe out all unbelief. God will separate you from people who do not believe like you believe and do not people who do not trust God like you trust God. God will separate you in this season because he wants to bring you to a place that he cannot bring everybody. I'm going to say that again. Abraham could not bring Lot to where he was going. He did not have a covenant with Lot. He had a covenant with Abraham. And sometimes God will say, you need to part ways with some people. Because what I want to do for you, they can't come with you because they don't believe like you do. And you need to get on board people that believe like you do. People that are going to the same place that you are going. And people have the same desire that you have to serve God, to bring God glory and obey God. Amen? That one was winners know the dangers of doubting God's promises. Winners never make the same mistake twice. I'm going to say that again. Winners, or they try not to, but winners never make the same mistake twice. Joshua believed God when he and 11 others went to spot the land. 10 of the men came back with an evil report and the two of them, Joshua and Caleb, had to endure 40 year wait before entering into the promised land. That's a long wait. But I want to let you know that God will keep you strong while you're waiting. If you believe God and you're in this situation because of other people, God will keep you strong. God will keep you young while you're waiting. I believe when they went into the land, Caleb said, I'm as strong now as I am 40 years ago. Caleb's in his 80s, but he's saying, I'm as strong now as I was 40 years ago. I, I believe that's my confession. I'll be as strong now as I am in 40 years time. And the Bible says, when the Israelites came to Jericho, Joshua knew the confusion that 12 men could cause. So he sent out only two men to spot Jericho. You know why? There's power and agreement. Winners never make the same mistake twice. Winners believe the report of the Lord. 
I'm going to say it again. Winners believe the report of the Lord. If you're going to win in life, you've got to believe the report of the Lord. The Bible says, And Caleb stood the people before Moses, Numbers 13, 30, and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. If you're a winner, winners believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Winners never look at their situation. I'm going to say it again. That's Caleb, that's Caleb again. Winners, as Caleb and Joshua, winners never look at their situation. Amen. The ten saw the giants. But Caleb and Joshua saw God. They saw themselves taking on the giants. They saw themselves possessing the land. They saw themselves eating the fruit of the land. They saw themselves relaxing in the promise that God has given them. Winners never look at their situation. I don't care what it looks like. There's some situations that are presenting themselves before you. Don't look at your situation. Look to your big God. I saw this description of the giant of, of Goliath and I said, wow. Goliath was crazy, mad big. He was just like, oh. But David knew the covenant that he had. David had had training. And many of you had training. David had taken on the lion. He had taken on the bear. He had taken on all these things. So David had had his training. And many of you, you've been trained. Amen. You've been trained in combat. You've been trained in spiritual warfare. And some of you are like, God, I've been facing this warfare for so long. It just seems like it's never ending. God is training you for warfare because he knows what's up ahead. And he wants you to be prepared in these last days. God is preparing the people to himself to know what to do when situations arise, when everybody is losing in their heads and they don't know what to do when pharaoh has a dream he's going to call for that joseph amen when nebuchadnezzar does not know what to do he's going to call for the daniels he's going to call for people that have understanding of the times he's going to call for men and women of god that have revelation god is preparing you in the backside of the desert so the warfare is for a reason there is a reason for the warfare but god is saying i'm training you amen god is training you winners never look at a situation Next one, winners know that when they are obedient to God, they can place a demand on the promises that God has made. I'm going to say it again. Winners know that when they are obedient to God, they can place a demand on the promises God has made to them. Caleb, after he endured 40 years of trudging through the wilderness due to disobedience of his 10 counterparts, when he finally re-entered the promised land and cited his inheritance, he turned to Joshua and said, Now therefore, give me this mountain, Whereof the Lord spake in that day, when we heard this in the day, how the Anakims were there, and then the cities were great and fenced off. If it be so, the Lord is with me, then I'll be able to drive them out, as the Lord has said. This man's in his 80s, but he still remembers that God made him a promise. And some of you, God has made you a promise, and God is saying, hold on to the promise that I've given you. Hold on to my word. Don't let me go. Amen. Don't let me go. Caleb knew. He said, give me my mountain. Caleb knew I can place the demand, amen, on what God promised, amen. He placed the demand on what God has promised. Winners believe God's word. Winners believe God's word. Joshua and Caleb said, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us in the land and give it to us. A man flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to say it again, unbelief is crippling. It will stop you from going forward, paralyze any dream that you may have. The children of Israel allowed fear and unbelief to contaminate their hearts. Their negative view of God caused them to believe a negative view of God's plan for their life. I'm say that again. I'm just teaching today. Their negative view of God caused them to believe a negative view of God's plan for their life. This belief system led them to speak death into their destiny. I'm going to say it again. This belief system that they have, and if you've got a negative belief system, it will speak death into your destiny. God had a good plan for them. But God said, listen, what you've spoken in my ears, 
that is what I'm going to do. So how many people that God has a good plan for their life and they all God keeps hearing them is confess the negative. And as we know, amen, we're snared by the words of our mouth and God is saying, I want to do so much for you, but you keep speaking death over your life. And God has given man free will and God can't circumvent his word. He watches over his word to perform it. But if we know that this little member is like a rudder and it's steering big ships and this little member is steering our life, we've got to be careful what we speak over our lives and the lives of other people. People still do this today. My business will never take off. I'll never get into trouble, into college. My children will never change. It seems like I'll never get married. I'll never pass my exams. I'll never get a job. It looks like I'll never pay off these debts. My husband will never get saved. Often people speak these things. Why? Because they're looking at their situations instead of believing God. So we've got to be careful. Do we not confess these negative, negative comments? They're going out into the realm of the spirit and they are doing something in the natural. We've got to be careful. The Bible said Jesus spoke to the fig tree and the Bible says it started drying up from the root. The root. In the invisible, it started drying up. Often people speak these things because they're looking at their situations instead of believing God. The children of Israel came into the land of promise. They saw the grapes and the giants there, but they failed to believe God's promise. If God is right about the grapes, he must be right about them defeating the giants. They could see the grapes with their physical eye, but they could not see them themselves defeating the giants supernaturally. Lining up the words we speak with God's word for our life will lead us into God's plan for our life. I tell people all the time, we've got to be careful what we speak. Do not speak death over your life. Only say what God says. Even when you're sick, listen, I speak, I am healed. I'm a person, I don't even get sick. I'll be honest with you, me personally, I don't even get sick. If I get a cough coming on, I just drink some lemon and honey, I'm good to go. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not a sick person. I'm not boasting, I'm just I'm, I'm just not really a sick person. If I'm if I'm sick, when is the last time I'm sick? I don't even know. But I'm not a sick person. But I tell people, the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. No matter what you are facing, speak God's word. If you're having a crazy, really terrible day, I'm doing, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing fabulous. This day is working out for me. In fact, when you wake up in the morning, say, God, I'm having a great day today. This is going to be the best day of my life. Amen. How's things working out for you? Oh my God, I am blessed and highly favored. God's hand is on my life and he's doing great things for me. you got to confess God's word amen is death and life and the power of your tongue do not be like the 10 be like the two be like caleb be like joshua confess god's word even when it looks bad even when there's giants standing right in front of you amen and it looks like they can overpower you know that with god nothing shall be impossible and there's a majority when you've got god on your side be encouraged amen don't confess the negative always confess the positive this has been me kevin treasure aka the winner's mentality with the power of words the winner's mentality helping you win with your words be blessed in jesus name amen and amen the new book by author kevin treasure the power of words the winner's mentality out now 
consists of 21 chapters regarding the use, effects, benefits, and consequences of the words we speak and the influence they have on our lives and the lives of those around us. Discover how to hold your tongue in the most trying times. Discover the real power you possess with the words you speak. Discover how what you say has a profound effect on your life. No person desiring success should be without this book. This book will teach you how to live a victorious life, which includes 24 winner's mentality points regarding wise words, 17 winner's mentality points regarding anger, 16 reasons why saying nothing is wisdom, 10 ways to frame your future with your tongue, 6 winner's mentality points regarding good health. The book is available in paperback and ebook format. Order your copy today, priced at $9.99. Available from www.kevintreasure.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, and many more. Or call 07903-940-399. The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality. Get your copy today. Thank you for tuning in to The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Check out our website, kevintreasure.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You are born to win.